coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Appleby Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Whatever time of the day you are listening, this is Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, and I am your host, Adam Robison. And folks, you are in for a treat today. I don't know about you, but but I love telling fishing stories. I love talking about fish that I caught, or even better, fish that I almost caught, that one that got away. Today, we have an actual fishing guide uh, by the name of Joe Farkas. Joe runs Joe's Strike guide service up on beaver lake and joe welcome to northwest arkansas business radio go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and just provide some background on your experience in the fishing industry hey uh, thanks for tuning in yeah joe with joe striper guide service uh moved here in 1979 and uh, was had a real job until <laughs> until 1990 when i decided i wanted to go do what i love to do which is catching striped bass on beaver lake that's great. and you know now we're into our 32nd year and still loving every day of it that's so great what inspired you to become a fishing guide not just get out there and fish yourself but teach others and show others how to do it well you know it's always been a love of mine you know even growing up as a kid i started off under a bobber and, and worm for bluegill and after having moved to arkansas and discovering these huge striped bass i got hooked on fishing for those and honestly the lake just kept calling i wanted to make it since it was my passion i wanted to make it my living oh, that sounds incredible now i had the privilege of taking a guided fishing trip with you back in december Caught the biggest fish of my life. That's one of the reasons why uh, we did. And so tell me, and for the listeners out there that might be thinking this is a fun idea for themselves, what type of fishing trips do you offer? And then what locations or bodies of water do you specialize in? Well, we offer a half-day trip, which is a five-hour excursion, or a full-day trip, which is an eight-hour excursion. And that's really dictated by basically on the time of year that you decide to go. We have a year-round fishery on Beaver Lake. And so at that at that time when you decide how many days or half days you do want to fish, uh, we'll look at what length of time you want to stay out and how much you can afford to spend and then and then it will will be you focusing on uh, trophy stripers on beaver lake okay now i've waited four questions into this interview i've got to hear a fishing story like can you you were telling me about this monster that you caught here a while back can you describe what you caught what the experience was like or or just share a fishing story because i love to hear them well just this last april i had a very good client and his wife well, we're on board, and in April, March and April, I work very hard at catching my own gizzard shad, which uh, in that time of year, you need to use the biggest baits you can get. The females come in and are looking to spawn, though they don't find what they're looking for. They're in shallow, and we're running planer boards in on the bank, and... We fished for probably four hours, and it's that time of year that you may not have a tremendous amount of action, but all of a sudden the rod doubled over, Mm -hmm. and uh, he set the hook, handed her the rod, 
and 20 minutes later, we had a 47 and a half pound fish. In 47 the and a half pounds. It was her first striper, their first trip to the lake. Never could figure out. I mean, how lucky can you get? That's so, so incredible. Yeah. How long would a 47 and a half pound striper be? Just guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, the water was a little chilly. The fish was a little sluggish. That can go. That fight probably took 10 to 15 minutes, but they can last longer uh, depending on water temp. Okay. Yeah, on a fish that size or a 30 pound class fish, which is kind of, 30 is kind of the standard uh, that everyone's looking to mount as a trophy striper. So, okay. Well, I but know that was a fantastic fish this spring and, and just, just, she did great handling the rod. Uh, didn't need a lot of coaching on my part, even though she hadn't caught a striper before. And uh, it, it all went great. Awesome. Awesome. I know when I was with you, I brought in a 17 and a half pounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish that I would have mounted that fish just simply because Ugh. right now I keep the picture right next to my bed and it's just me holding that fish. We're going to get you a bigger one. I, I can't wait. I've got it. <laughs> We're scheduled for December. I can't wait. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Now, Joe, tell me, there are a lot of fishing services out there. What sets you apart from anybody else? Well, number one, it is my passion. And actually, I hate to say this, but I know my job description. Mm. You know, I work real hard at catching people fish, but the main thing in hiring a guide is not to put yourself on board with somebody you don't feel comfortable being out with all day. Okay. We have a good time. Mm-hmm. We're going to share stories. I'm going to help you if you're looking for information on how to catch these fish. I'm going to get up and move the boat if, after two hours if there's not a bite unless I know they're in the area. Uh, and with the 32 years of experience I've got, uh, I am pretty much know where they're going to be at certain times of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to do all, our, all we can to catch you fish. And you're going to also be fishing out of one of the five rigs there is on the lake wow great um now i'm sure fishing is no different from anything else there are various trends and techniques that come and go um, I, I remember as a child watching fishing shows with my dad and seemed like there was just a never-ending amount of information to pass on mm-hmm. how do you stay up to date with these trends and techniques in fishing well, not only do you find a lot on on fishing shows uh, off the internet or t- television, but I work uh, two or three different sports shows a year. Now, with COVID, we were off for a while, but I go out and and, and, I, and I, I mingle amongst a lot of the tackle suppliers, uh, other fishermen. That's really where you're going to get your information from uh, and, and learning anything about fishing and keeping up to date on what's going on. Uh, the electronics and so forth is a never-ending process but i'm pretty old school and stick with the pretty much a standard sonar side finder so forth and uh and uh, you know so we've got the tools necessary on board to catch them all right great so talk to me about the process a typical client would go through to book your services um my wife booked the trip for me so i i don't even know the answer to this oh question. you got a good woman i got a great woman let me tell you <laughs> and uh and she she was the one who said hey book it again because we had such a good time the first time uh describe the process a typical client goes through when they book you well um for so many of them these days they're i'm found you know not only on the internet but like 
I said, through mouth-to-mouth referrals. Um, and then once a person calls me and we, we discuss when they want to go um, and, and, and establish a date, I, under, I operate from a deposit that holds that date. I instruct them on where they can stay that's convenient for both of us, uh, depending on also what they're looking for, mm-hmm. and coordinate the trip from there. Okay. Okay, good. So uh, sounds like there's some customizable options there. You work sure. with people as need to. Sure. That's great. Some like cabins, some like hotels. Uh, there's not many of those really around the lake, but uh, we'll, we'll get you set up to where it's as, as convenient as it can be for everyone. And that you know, and some folks are staying here for the week or whatever on vacation. Um, don't be afraid to give us a short notice call. Okay, you know, and I can I'll give you an honest report too. If they're really not biting well, I I will let you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I would rather see you come back when in a period where they could be doing better. Mm-hmm. But if they are on, and I've got an opening, we're on. Yeah, we're, we're going. Well, I remember the call that we had. Our original date was set for November, and we act you. Act actually said hey i've been out on the week on the lake for a couple of weeks they're just not biting i think you'd be better off if you looked at the second week or first week of december i think it was and we had a wonderful day and so i appreciate that advice because obviously if, if somebody's paying their hard-earned money yeah it it to me, it's an investment to, to connect with a fishing guy yeah. that's got some integrity. Well, while you're on that subject, you know, uh, I think it may have been a weather-related issue, too. Um, and, you know, if we see it's just going to be brutal, hey, that's no fun for anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of have a 40-degree rule. If it's 40 and sunny and no wind, it's beautiful out there dressed for it, you know. But if it's going to be... Uh, thunderstorms pounding down whatnot uh or or just brutal cold wind you know we, we need to plan it for another time and, yeah. we, and we will that's and that's me I'm, I'm i'm looking out for the best for you trying to do the best job we can of catching you some fish well that's incredible i remember the 40 degree rule because you had mentioned it. it was actually 37 the day we went out <laughs> and you had mentioned the 40 degree rule the wind was blowing and for the first 10 minutes, I thought, I am going to die out here. It was so cold. And then all of a sudden, you pulled behind this hill, or it wasn't a mountain, but it was a hill. Bluff, yeah. And, yeah, and, and the wind was dead. Yep. It was nice and warm. Uh, you took care of us. Sun, and, yeah. and yeah, it was it was good stuff. And so yep. I would say, anybody listening, uh, don't be afraid of a little bit of wind, because Joe's got some tips and tricks to yep. uh, keep you nice and toasty when you're out there. If not toasty, <laughs> at least not hypothermic, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have heated seats. <laughs> yeah, we might ought to rephrase that just a little bit. So, Joe, when you get someone who comes onto your boat, uh, what kind of gear should they bring? Um, do they need to bring their tackle box, all their poles? Do you take care of them? What What's that answer? Well, it's funny. Uh, some folks will show up prepared because they've done this before, but if they haven't. They're, they can be very unprepared. You know, you, I assume sometimes, and I shouldn't, that they've checked the weather and, and should uh, dress accordingly for it. But that's <laughs> the case. You know, it, it, a shower is one thing, um, you know, with a little with some rain gear. If it's going to rain all day, that's no fun. Uh, and so you want, you want to be prepared for whatever Mother Nature is going to dish out. And then, and then you know, uh, I'll furnish everything for the trip. Okay. Yeah, all the bait tackle runs. 
rods and reels and everything. There's no hidden costs in my fees. And, and in some cases with some other guide services, there are. So that's a good question to find out from anybody you talk to about hiring for fishing. They, they, you, need, you need to be prepared and know what you need and as well as the guide knowing what he needs, where he needs to be and so forth. So Okay, great. Now, yeah. in complete transparency, I'm, I'm definitely not the outdoorsman of my family. My brother is that guy. Um, but so, so I showed up on your boat, and I was thinking, I've caught a couple of perch in my life. I never looked at stripers. I never caught anything. Thing like I did uh-huh. that morning with you. How do you assess the skill level of these these fishermen and fisherwomen on your boat? Uh, and, and then how do you really kind of gauge the preference of what your what kind of experience your clients are wanting? Yeah, you know that's a tough one because. Uh, I don't always remember to ask if they fished before, but I have had clients who really have never caught anything, and on into the guys who have fished the world over, and and you know you just have to find out how how much experience they've had by asking, and then secondly, you know have the striper fished, and even if it's been somewhere else where the experience is completely different, maybe the size average is a lot smaller, like down on Lake Texoma, that fishery is completely different than beaver Mm. and so when you come out with us i'm pretty clear about what we need to do and how and how you need to handle the rod i'll walk through all that with everyone as we're getting set up and then the the big thing is you know can they play play one of these big fish because Mm -hmm. you just can't crank them in right you know you you need to learn how to handle that rod and and play the fish and and i'll work with you be as patient as i possibly can yes yes and uh and you know some certainly uh uh, get you to where you've been through it maybe one time or two, and then you'll have it down. Yeah. Now there's a little there's a little inside joke there, and what Joe just shared as far as uh, sometimes people get a little tense on the water. My brother had come with us that morning, and and if you've met my brother, you know he's a little more hot headed than I am. He's getting better at it, but he's a little more hot headed, and and Joe was even able to manage that bit of a situation. Well, I was I was a little tense that morning yeah. myself, yeah. Uh, and a little pushy, uh, somewhat I felt on the instructor. And your brother very kindly pointed that out. Well. And at which point, yeah, I needed to slow down. And I realized it at that point and took a step back. Yeah. yeah. And then and then began to work with him more so um, uh, on, on how, to, how to catch the fish. Because some guides are so intense, mm-hmm. they ruin the experience. And mm-hmm. I learned that years ago, and I got to remind myself of it every now and then. I took a friend of mine fishing before I started guiding here on beaver lake and he when and i've known actually it was my boss oh and i've known him for years and and when we got back to the plant on monday uh he you know he basically pointed out he didn't have a good time it was because i was too intense mm. i mean i you know I, I couldn't i didn't have this right that right you name it everything had to be here there whatever he fe- he said he felt like he couldn't move mm. and so i learned a lesson from that and mm-hmm. and that's part of being a guy yeah. You're a teacher. Yeah. You're not just someone who's going to go out and try to hook these fish. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I think that definitely speaks to the experience we yeah. had as a yeah. whole. In that, you would watch, see where we were proficient, and let right. us do it ourselves. Right. But when we needed help, you were right there to right. give help. Exactly, so, excellent. So, uh, how do you approach sustainable fishing practices and ensure the conservation of fish populations at Beaver Lake? Is, do you do you practice catch and release? Is there something else there? Well, on, on our end, yes, I, I do. I do have posted on the site that I'll, I do catch and release. However, the limit is three fish per person, and they have to be twenty inches. I don't really want to carve a third uh, a trophy a fish. Mm. I don't want to. I'm, I'm not going to carve anything illegal. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a problem keeping a mess of fish for people for okay. folks. Uh, do we need a dozen fifteen pound fish? Um, for four guys, I don't think so. Right. Um, I, we really have room for six to eight decent, and I'd rather clean an average 12 to 15 pounder than I would actually a 20 inch fish. Okay. Those are our yearlings and what people are coming for. And, you know, I don't want to go into a long, lengthy thing, but, you know, with COVID, we didn't get stocked. The first year and the, and the second year, they lost a. After that, they lost a batch of fish that they bought from South Carolina through the summer. Hmm. We rely totally on stockings here. Wow! And you know, though, though you think, well, they don't reproduce. It, it's not going to matter whether I take this fish or not. We want to catch good quality fish, mm-hmm. and I've seen it, of course, cycle. Uh, all through the years, and and sometimes you're on an upswing or a downswing on your size averages. So we just, I just try to work it out with everybody. And and I got guys who don't want to keep anything. Mm-hmm. I got groups that want to keep everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's so. We, I just feel my way through that with, yeah. it, with each each of them. Okay. Now, something you said in the middle of that answer that that got my attention. You said I I don't mind carving average fish that were 12 to 15 pounds that's an average striper 12 to 15 pounds. our average was 12 to 13 i don't know what we're running now to be honest with you the last couple of years with covid and all i haven't been uh, as in touch with what's happened with the game and fish i know there's been surveys i know there were fish tagged i've heard results from all those but this is the time of year right now actually the first two weeks of june that they're supposed to bring them oh. from the from the the hatch or they had for years and so um that's on my list of things to follow up on this year is to get a little more back involved in our stocking and i think we we need we need as many fish of course as we can get there's more pressure now there's more guides and there's a lot of good local fishermen too Mm -hmm. so okay uh tell me how do you handle situations when clients book a trip you've been out there and you're just not having success uh what 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 do you do then well my job there again is to educate them okay uh you know there we we never know the exact answer (laughs) you know fishing you know we all think that well because of this weather change or because of that or or because of this lunar cycle or you know the magic crystal ball isn't working and they're lock jawed mm-hmm. as, I've, as I've seen or in our case on beaver they can disappear into our timber and we don't even see them hmm. and when that's going on the customers are sitting there going well 
maybe he's, he doesn't even know where the fish are. <laughs> uh, you know, and I understand that. So it's, again, it's a matter of them knowing I've worked hard to catch them fish. I've got the bait, the tackle, the rods, everything ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in good shape, you know, a, a comfortable seat. Uh, and then it's up to the fish from there. And if, if it's not happening, I can only speculate myself. The, one of the worst situations is sometimes is beyond the backside of a front. Mm-hmm. When that cold air rolls in out of the northwest after we've had a rain or not and so forth, and that pressure changes back the other direction, you can have a bite certain times of the year and other other times of the year you don't. So it's uh, it's fishing for me as well as it is anybody else when Mm -hmm. they go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was something I didn't anticipate. I remember the morning we went out, it it took over an hour for us to even get our first bite. And I remember you talking to the water and saying, now come on, we know you're here. (laughs) And and then, you know, you mentioned, hey, you know, this isn't a guarantee. It's fishing for me too. And I began to think, Uh I I started having some poo-poo thoughts and was like, well, gosh, pay enough for this trip. I want to catch a fish. But you were absolutely right. I couldn't be frustrated with you because you don't make the fish jump in the boat. Right. You just take us to where they've been before. Um, But then after that hour, boy, they just consistently started hitting for us. Oh, I was so glad, too, because I thought you were going to kill me at one point. No, No, I I think we may have had to throw my brother off the boat. No, he was going to throw me in. Oh, maybe that was it. He was going to throw me in. (laughs) Tell me, uh, we're just about finished. You've been so generous with your time today. Thank you so much for that. Are there any specific regulations? or licensing requirements that clients need to be aware of before mm. booking you? Just a, a, an Arkansas regular fishing permit. If you're a resident, a non-resident is 16 bucks for three days. Uh, that's the cheapest and smallest one you can buy. I do think they sell a... Uh, a, a two-week permit too but uh, uh anyhow any the, yeah that's that's necessary and then of course i have to be licensed properly too so okay great um last question what advice or tips do you give someone who's either new to fishing or they're considering booking a trip with your fishing service well, uh, the main thing is, uh, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I used to hand out an article at the boat show on how to hire a guide. And the main thing is, not once you've looked at his his credentials, his, uh, look at maybe his equipment, how long he's, not necessarily how long he's been in the business, but all those obvious factors, how he'll be fishing, uh, and what with, and so forth, is do you feel comfortable being out in the boat with this person for five hours, mm-hmm. or eight hours, mm-hmm. or several days? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I hear so many people that, that have caught good fish here come back to me at the sports show and say, you know, I went with so-and-so, and, you know, we won't ever go with him again hmm. because of this reason or that, that they didn't have a good experience. Yeah. And, and that's the main thing. Yeah. You know, and the uh, the kids is an issue, too. Um, you, know, I, you know, I've got grandkids. I love to see them catch them. Uh, we need to be real patient and work with them uh, and so forth. And some guys have it and some don't, mm-hmm. as there is in any business, mm-hmm. you know. So I came from a people background uh, in, in, in the glass industry before I 
went into full-time guiding and i've always enjoyed meeting everyone and, and have a great time and I'm sure grateful for everyone who's fished with me absolutely so. i know that uh i'm going again this december my son uh who didn't go last time has been staring at my picture all all spring or, or winter and he's like i'm going next time i'm going next time oh so great he can't wait he? to go he, he'll be 14 at the time oh of the trip. man yeah. he's ready yeah he's ready to go and i just i I didn't know what to expect when I booked the trip. So, so I, you picked the day then, and you make sure they're biting for me, would you? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be important. It's going to be important. Well, Joe, uh, tell tell people how they can find out more about Joe's Striper Guide service. You have a website you want to share? I, I do. I'm at www.joestriperguide.com. Okay. I, I'll be honest with you. I have a Facebook page, but I don't get on Facebook. I'm too old school, too old fashioned. I like meeting people. Shaking hands um, at sports shows. Uh, most of my business, probably 80% of it, comes from out of state. And so, yeah, you can reach me there or you can reach me on the phone at 479 640 2386. All right. Well, there you go. On behalf of Joe Farkas and Joe's Striper Guide Service, we just want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio right here on Business Radio X. We can't wait to talk to you again. Again, 